Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 299. 299. It sounds really cool, but we've actually, this is like episode like 404 or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you, so you keep pointing out. So you I keep know. pointing out. I keep reminding because next one's going to be 300, which sounds really cool, but if you want to get technical, we've actually put, you know, at that point, over 400 episodes out. I think the last one of December was episode 400. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, in the grand scope of the whole uh, network, we have put out over 400 episodes now. But within the confines of SLC Punkcast, well, we're a little uh, shorter than that. No, uh, over 400 there with Punkanoi Worldwide, almost 200 more episodes on top of that. All right, then never mind. We have a, we have a lot of content. Yes. That's just what it comes down to, a lot of content. If you're a newer listener, what I mean is when I first started doing this, uh, we have a, a formula of how we like to do it, and then I had the idea of doing some other things, but they weren't in the formula, so I call them like half episode, but you know, episode 59.5, when I tell you, oh, so-and-so was on interview, or interview with episode whatever point five, it's because I was dumb, and I didn't know what I was really doing, but I, I was like stuck on, hey, this is our format, but then that's why... Punkanoi Worldwide evolved out of and I didn't go through all the back catalog of SLC Punkcast to move it all over to Punkanoi Worldwide when Punkanoi Worldwide started two years after SLC Punkcast did. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, it's called, uh, oh man, what is it? Expanding. Yes. (laughs) We've expanded Punkanoi Worldwide, SLC Punkcast, 600 probably or so episodes between the two. Lots of music, lots of bands to listen to. We're not repeaters. Once in a while, you'll get a repeat track for a specific reason, but for the most part, we or don't. Or because I forgot. <laughs> that too. But it's very seldom, so there is a lot of bands and a lot of music out there to be heard. Speaking of that, let's get into some new stuff that has come out recently, will be coming out soon. We're going to start on January 7th. We're going to be talking about this band later in the show. The band Absolved released their first single off their upcoming EP that comes out later this month on the 27th. Uh, That single is called The Helm, and it features another band here out of Salt Lake called Snake Eyes. Again, early release single for Absolved on January 7th. Yup, and it's a good one. It is. Yeah, I listened to the whole EP because I am an exclusive local. Yes. Yeah, we listened to it uh, via SoundCloud, but more on that later, folks. Yes. Uh, On the 8th, Behind the Flag, they released something in Russian, and that's not the name of the track. It looks like... (laughs) Okay, that would just be hilarious. (laughs) That's the name of the song, something Something in in Russian. Russian. And then you just sing it and... Nobody knows what it is. And then you ask a Russian friend, what does that say? And they'd be saying, I don't know. It's not even in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> or they'd be saying, oh, they're speaking Russian. It's just gibberish. They're just saying a bunch of words that happen to be in Russian. It has no rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> <laughs> the track, 
when translated from Russian letters or the Russian alphabet, it looks like it says anti-protest, but the actual translation from Russian to English just says A. So I'm going to assume that anti-protest is what that single actually means. Next, Pestigore, they released Baptized in Pus, and that was on the ninth. TV Shock released In Your City on Take the City Records on the ninth. No Security, they released Punk, Anarchy, and Chaos. That's a great combination. Uh, that's a re-recording. Usually of, it all goes together. <laughs> right? Sure does. That was on the ninth, and that's a re-recording of a 2012 EP. Endless Struggle, they released where Do We Go on Recidivist Records, and that's their first new LP since 2003, and we played a track from it on the last episode. So yep. if for some reason you missed out, tune in there, and then you'll probably want to go check out all the rest of the album. Yeah, and also, yeah, if for some reason you missed out, why not just listen to the whole album, people? Right? It's good. <laughs> it's check out, it out there. Uh, yes, it is good. Detrition. They released Songs for the Fallen, a single on Little Willie on the 11th. The Baboon Show released God Bless You All, new full length from them on the 13th. We'll be talking more about that. At least Eric will be in a moment. Yes, I will. Heist, H-A-E-S-T. They released Bellabore on TNS Records on the 13th. Planet Mercury released Helpless, which is a single on the 13th. No on 15. They released Unreleased and Unleashed. That's the name of released and unreleased. Unreleased and unleashed. There we go. Yeah, I was goofing it up because I was saying they released unreleased. Yes, that's what the name of it is. Unreleased and unleashed. It's on Jumpstart Records on the 13th. Havoc released their newest single, Infected Society. I'll talk more about that here in a second. Uh, on the 13th, Oil released Unify Unity EP on the 13th. The Schoonthorpe Yobs released demo EP. I'm looking forward to a polished version of it because uh, that's the makings of a uh, pretty good sound there. I liked it. Uh, on the 13th, Mschkerve 77 released Augen und Dursch, which is an EP, and it was released on vinyl back on October 28th on Sunny Bastard Records, so you might have already heard it, but digitally it came out on the 13th. Vapa Ma'a. They released Kaiki on Joel or Yo Varin. I think they are Finnish. They're definitely Nordic. Uh, I probably said that with like a Hawaiian accent or something because that's the. There's a lot of vowels, which means it's either uh, Nordic or Polynesian. <laughs> uh, that was released on Combat Rock Industry. Ned Tour. They released Bite which is an EP on the 14th. Detrition released a second single called Not Going Back on Little Willie on the 15th. Hollow Point, they released Demo 2023 on Slow Death Records on the 16th. Stalingrad 42 released Skins and Punks on Tough Ain't Enough Records on the 16th. Kill Ratio released Les Poules, which is a single on Still Ill, that's uh, in the Philippines. Dead Low released Not For Sale, or will be releasing on the 20th, rather. Uh, and that'll be on Audio Epidemic Records, not for sale as an EP. And we'll be talking more about a cool compilation on the next episode. And they have an awesome track on that compilation, but we'll talk more about that on the next episode. Kepi Guli uh, released Full Moon Forever on Pirates Press Records, or will be on the 20th. I keep saying has. It will be on the 20th. Havoc, their 
full length comes out. It's Our Rebellion Continues. I mentioned they released that single, which I believe was released with a music video. A week ahead on the 13th, on the 20th, their full length, Our Rebellion Continues, will come out. You're talking about Havoc the punk band, not the thrash band, right? Correct, the punk band. Yeah, Havoc not with a K. <laughs> Havoc with a C, indeed, <laughs> yes. And definitely the punk band. The Darts, they are releasing Intersex, which is a single on the 20th. Crossfade releasing Built from the Wreckage on Melodic Punk Style on the 23rd. Mark Murphy and the Meds releasing Monochrome on the 23rd. Fake News releasing Nothing Town, which is a single on the 26th. Fighting for Scraps is releasing a new one called 1924, and I believe it's an LP, but it might be an EP. It's not a single. Absolved, finally, they're, they're rounding out my list with At the Close. That's the EP where that single at the top of the, this list uh, is going to be released on, and Eric will be talking further about that EP here in just a moment. Eric, yep. before you do, what do you have to add to my list? Well, I just want to uh, reiterate that I listened to Iggy Pop's The Jerk that was released on the 6th, and yep, it's Iggy. You can hear it in his, uh, his high-pitched, uh, raspy uh, punk rock tone or his low, sultry, kind of crooning voice. Nice. Yep, it's got it all, and Iggy Pop is still, he's doing what he's doing, and he's doing it well. And yeah, I also finally listened to Lies They Tell Our Children, the latest from Anti-Flag, and I can say that with a definitive answer that this album is okay. It was so okay that it prompted you to play another album from them on either this or an upcoming episode. I won't spoil it, even though I post all the bands that we play on the episodes. Maybe people already know. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But, the, but yeah, more on that later. And I have, a lot to say about, uh, I have a lot to say about that album. I have a lot to say about that band because, well, you know, they're one of the first punk bands I was introduced to. I spoke about that um, when I was talking about their album, Die for Your Government, last year. That was my introduction to them, but that was not my favorite album. Well, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> but again, more on that later. Uh, on the 10th, One Step Closer releasing uh, their EP, Songs for the Willow, and All Out War releasing their Wrath slash Plague single. That's set to come out on Glorious Devastation. That's the name of their... Uh, that's going to be the name of their full length. That will be coming out on the 3rd of next month. Uh, and yes, The Baboon Show, I'll be talking about that in a minute. Um, but also on the 16th, Total Serial, our boys from Salt Lake City, released Memes and Hentai. Yep, leave it to them to put two weird things together. Right. Well, Hentai Memes, uh, it, it exists. Come on, Rule 432, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I know what Rule 432 relates to. <laughs> but yeah, but let's not uh, get on to some... Uh, to some crude, nude material. Let's talk about something uh, more uh, brutal. Primitive Man and Full of Hell have released a split together called Suffocating Hallucination. Now, yeah, some of these heavy bands are getting really creative with who they're doing splits with. I thought it was strange with uh, Thou and Emma Ruth, Emma Ruth Rundle doing that a couple years ago. But now, Primitive Man and Full of Hell, yeah, on the surface, they sound like they are a match made in heaven, but Primitive Man is slow drudge. It has extremely long riffs and very atmospheric songs that can go to about 27 minutes in length. Jeez. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but on one <laughs> side of a record, yes, it could get up to that long. Whereas Full of Hell, 
their albums barely clock in, their full-length albums barely clock in at half an hour. Wow. So, yeah, you have a uh, grindy power violence band and a, and a monolithic sludge metal band on an album together. So <laughs> that's going to be interesting to, to see. I haven't listened to it yet, so I will get back to you on that. Awesome. <laughs> and also, um, jumping ahead, the 27th, Flat Spot Records is released in a compilation called The Extermination. And this is their fourth one. On that is a series of punk and hardcore bands such as Speed, The Chisel, Buggin', Section Hate, Raw Brigade, End It, Spy, Jive Bomb, Law of Power, Mutually Assured Destruction, and Choice to Make. I know at least half those bands, and everyone I know are good, so I would be mm-hmm. willing to bet the other ones are going to be good, too. Yeah, and a pretty, uh, a pretty wide variety. It's still under the spectrum of uh, punk and hardcore, but you got mix of uh, just straightforward, um, groovy, and brutal hardcore. You got some oi, you got some street punk, and you got some... Uh, yeah, it's just going to be a fun time. I'm, I'm looking forward to how that's all going to come together. Awesome. <laughs> yep, and... That brings us to my pick of a new release for this week, Absolve's new EP. Yes. It's so new, it isn't even out yet, but I listened to the whole thing because we got journalistic exclusivity. Yes. (laughs) Also, we just happen to be from the same city that they are. (laughs) But yeah, they did uh, something... they did the similar thing to what uh, Run Into the Sun did with their uh, with the last single they released. They had like they released their EP. Uh, it wasn't an EP. It was their single a week early, and they gave everybody in the local scene a SoundCloud link, oh, so awesome. only they could access it. That's cool. <laughs> yep. And now Absolved has done the same thing for their four brand new tracks coming up on their on their upcoming EP at the close, and I got to listen to it, and. Oh, man. Oh, man, is it good. That's awesome. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, uh, well, a lot of good songs. I mean, they're there all good songs. Right. <laughs> all four of them. <laughs> but, yeah, the, I'll talk about the one that stands out to me in just a minute. But I want to, I just wanted to point out that they did do the one with uh, Snake Eyes. What was it called? The, the Hole? Helm. Uh, the Helm. That's right. The Helm. And they also did one with uh, Run Into the Sun. Let me see. I'm End of all a, things. End of all things, yep. And I can tell it's run into the sun because Dan's lovely singing voice is just coming through halfway through the song. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Dan. <laughs> there's Dan. He can scream as hard as well as, he, as soft as he can sing. <laughs> That's why he can work both ends, doing the hardcore yells of run into the sun and the, and the lovely serene melodies coming off of his vocal cords in Milk Money. And if you listen, if you go far back to listen to City to City, his old band, yeah, he's able to do do that both well. That's awesome. I'll have to talk about City to City sometime. They've been on my list for the better part of uh, three years, so I I gotta get to it. <laughs> but for now, uh, current hardcore, yeah, Absolved is awesome. I've seen them uh, quite a few times, and they always bring such a great live show. They just bring, they're just so vibrant. They bring out the best in all the hardcore kids, so, you know, a lot of pileups. <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, yeah, and and yeah, as for the song that I chose today, if you remember, I did the uh, um, what was it? the Elder EP, and I chose the song Crayola, Crayola Medulla, and it was un... I was not privy to the information that that was actually a reference to The Simpsons. Oh. 
Because I remember I was trying to figure out what in the fuck does Crayola Medulla mean? <laughs> you know, and what does it have to do with this song? So I was trying to draw my own conclusion to it, but alas, could not. It was uh, inconclusive. <laughs> Only to find out that uh, Mike, their guitarist, he told me it was a Simpsons reference from the Simpsons episode Homer, where he finds that the bass. The basis of his stupidity is from having a crayon lodged up his nose and just is affecting his brain that way. Nice. So, yeah, Crayola Medulla, which is what, uh, I mean, the episode is like he gets the crayon removed and he is all of a sudden a genius. His intelligence rivals that of Lisa, much to her dismay. (laughs) And, of course, in doing so, he uh, alienates himself from all of his friends and his family because... And being intelligent, he turns into a total pompous ass. <laughs> and he realized that that price is not worth uh, losing all of the connections he had with his friends. So he has Mo stick a crayon back up his nose. And that's where he get, we get the title, Crayola Medulla. <laughs> so, yes, the song that I chose from this EP is another Simpsons reference. And I got it this time. Mike, <laughs> yeah, I could even I could even say why it is. It is from the episode "Marge Not Be Proud," where Bart gets in trouble for shoplifting and is now uh, trying to rebuild his relationship and trying to uh, trying to figure out what his relationship to his mother is. And it's like, how much does he want to be uh, parented and how much does he want to be independent? You know, but I don't think that has anything to do with the song. The song, the, <laughs> the title "Thrill House," it comes from a. I mean, Bart was shoplifted in a video game called Bonestorm because that was the new game that was out. Everyone's getting hyped about it, and of course, Bart doesn't have it. But Millhouse has it, and he's like, "Whoa, Millhouse got Bonestorm!" So he goes into the house, and he and Millhouse is just so taken by the game. He's like, "Whoa, I just hit one button, and that happened. <laughs> they even let me choose my own name." Thrill House. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with the song. I tried to uh, get all the lyrics. I tried to figure it out, but alas, there's no uh, lyrics to be uh, seen on the little SoundCloud um, (laughs) uh, play module. So I don't know what what it is. Maybe it's a song about... uh, Maybe it's a song about the video game Bone Storm. Maybe it is about... uh, uh, but trying to reconnect with your parents and trying to figure out your independence, which is not too far off from the usual lyrical enterprise of most hardcore bands. Right. But honestly, I can say the song lives up to its title. It is a thrill house. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, the riffs and that crushing breakdown in the end and just, uh, and just the voice and the lyrics that I can understand coming from there, it's just a lot of fun. It is a house full of thrills. So here we go. Thrill House!
What a great ending. Oh, yeah, that little uh, pitch-bent version of the Beach Boys classic. <laughs> you know, That's even another reason why this song stood out to me, because uh, when, when I was younger, uh, my grandparents had a property up in uh, Duchesne County, and they had their old record player up there, which I accrued in the wake of my uh, grandfather's death. Um, it doesn't work anymore, but I still have it. Sentimental purposes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day it can be a project for you and you can figure it out. Oh, it has been a project for me. And I still, uh, I still don't know. I'm not mechanically <laughs> trained. I don't have that brain. But one day, one day. But the, the point is, like, I would go up there and that was my first time seeing records. I mean, this is in the 2000s. Records are obsolete. You know, they hadn't made a comeback yet. So all the records that uh, everybody had were old. And my grandma had a lot of uh, first and second pressings of all these classic pop singers records. I'm talking like Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, uh, amongst others. That's she awesome. had a pretty vast uh, collection. And among those was the Beach Boys Made in America double LP. And my sister and I, we really loved playing that one because uh, we really loved hearing Barbara Ann. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? It's a fun one. But that was also when we heard uh, Graduation Day and, of course, their little uh, ode to Salt Lake City will be coming. Right. So, yeah, I'm like, hey, hey, I know that, too. Okay, so that makes up for the fact that I didn't get the Crayola Medulla reference from the <laughs> previous EP, but now I also get the Beach Boys reference. Nice. Yeah, it's great. And also, I think it's kind of a trend now in, uh, in Salt Lake hardcore where it's like referential hardcore. It started with like Mandalore. They're having like all these, uh, these things, these references to Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Then Fight the Future has references to X-Files. And now here's Absolved, uh, inadvertently so, making references to The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> and what the thing was, like, uh, Mike told me that when they're writing songs, they just have stand-in titles for, for the music that's yet to be given a name. Cool. And he just uses uh, anything from The Simpsons. That's where Crayola Medulla came from because he's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to call it that until it gets a title. But it didn't get one, so they just <laughs> kept it as it was. Nice. I like to – it'd be funny if that happened again with Thrill House, but I think they're just going to make it a running gag, which I hope they do. That's awesome. Because, yeah, we need Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and The Simpsons. That's all hardcore kids in this city <laughs> care about, apparently. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, you get the, you see these hardcore guys with their rough and gruff attitude and look like they'll fuck you up at the drop of a hat. But then you uh, talk to them about Star Wars. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll talk your damn ear off. Conrad especially from uh, Mandalore. He, will, he knows all three of those things front to back. Like, I've never met a more obsessive Star Wars slash Lord of the Rings slash Simpsons fan. He knows a, he knows a much... Uh, as much about those three things as he does about ska or something. That's awesome. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's got, if you want, if you have a few hours to kill, just get him talking about what he hates about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could go on. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's fun to listen to. And this band is fun to listen to. I'm excited to hear, I'm excited to hear them uh, play this live. Right. They, have a, they have a release show coming up. That'd be awesome. It will be. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so on this episode, I usually have a couple new picks. We have a lot of bands share music and actually have a huge list of stuff to get to. It'll be on the upcoming episodes. But on this episode, I opted to go for, uh, you know, the beginning of January. We had midterm elections and 
Uh, I'm just uh, an, an APAB supporter. All politicians are bastard supporter. I'm not really an all of anything or anything because I think that's very blanket and generic. But when it comes to politicians, it's, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's completely all, but man, there seems to be enough of them that I can just go with that one. Yeah, at best, they're just incompetent. Right. <laughs> and in tribute to them and starting new Congress and Senate and uh, this two years, I guess, I, it's really never like two years, right? It's like in a year and a half, you're going to have people fucking running for political office for like five or six months. So anyway, new year, midterm elections come through. Well, I decided to do a tribute to them. And there's one English, uh, American band on this list. It's not this first one that I'm going to be playing. But they're from all over. And the point is, is politicians suck everywhere. It sucks everywhere. The suck is different, but it <laughs> sucks everywhere. That's what it is. Yep, we're all sucking different dicks. Yeah. <laughs> the first up, uh, and I recommend checking out the rest of this. I'm going to have to play this somewhere else, too, maybe on a different episode. But uh, the band reached out. One of the band members, Jeremy, and I want to thank Jeremy for reaching out. The band is ASOP, and that's an acronym, A.S.O.P, if you want to go look it up. It stands for, what do you think it would stand for, Eric, without reading if you've read it already? Let's see, ASOP. A stupid old politician. <laughs> that would be awesome, and they could change it, but the band has actually been around. Uh, they had a 20-year hiatus, or after a nearly 20-year hiatus, they reformed in 2015. They have a couple releases that you can find, plus this brand new one. So ASOP, they released It Ain't Right Anywhere on January 3rd of this year. Brand new music. The ASOP stands for Apple Sized Olive Project. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I don't know what apple-sized olive project means specifically. I'll have to reach out to Jeremy. That wasn't something I crossed the bridge of. Uh, but I listened. I had a chance to listen to the album over the last couple days, and there was a track that fit what I was trying to do here, so it got plugged in. Yeah. And that's my new track. Eric's going to do a new track after this. And then I have all the old tracks, and we'll get to those when the time comes. Let's get to this track. Band from Toronto, Ontario, ASOP, off of their brand new It Ain't Right Anywhere. And I want to listen to it a few more times. But, man, I, I can see this being uh, definitely on my list for next year. Speaking of those lists, Eric and I will be putting those episodes together within the next uh, week or two. Mm -hmm. uh, so expect to hear what we thought were the best EPs, LPs, and whatever else we decide to cover of 2022 on those respective episodes. Yeah, I got my I got my list. It's now all about uh, placement and about which songs to choose as representatives of them albums. I just added one that I didn't know came out and found I came out. See, that's why I like to wait until January, and I just found <laughs> it like three days ago. I came across it and thought, what the heck is this? How did I miss it? Just like that Bradford Carlton came out in September. <laughs> I came across it like the end of November. Wasn't on my radar before then, but it's on my list. We'll get to those. This one could be on my list for 2023. It is very early. We're only like two weeks into 2013, or 2023 rather. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely not 13. Uh, but this is pretty awesome so far. I recommend get out and checking it out. ASOP with Crazy Times. <laughs>
what'd you think? That was fun. Right? <laughs> that, was just a, that was just a nonstop party. Sure was. The rest of the album's pretty awesome. I recommend checking it out. Uh, the album cover is pretty funny. Like I told you, the name of it's called It Ain't Right Anywhere. It looks like it's on the moon, and it's got a tree, and it has signs like genocide, bureaucracy, corruption, greed, hate, capitalism, and then it even has Olive Bar on there. But, and you're right, ain't right anywhere in Olive Bar. And maybe that's what uh, apple-sized Olive Party is about. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> just makes me think of the, uh, the Almond Brothers album, Eat a Peach, where the cover is just this, uh, it's just this uh, very white, kind of a beige-ish uh, solid background with a single image in the middle of it of a giant fruit truck. Uh, not a giant, of a small fruit truck with a giant peach. A singular James and the Giant Peach sized peach <laughs> <laughs> just taking up the entire bed of the truck. I don't know what it means. I never listened to that album, but all I know is that they have a song on there called Mountain Jam that's a half hour long. Jeez. Yeah. The, 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 they were probably in the mountains jamming. Yeah. I mean, they were from the, they're from the 60s, 70s, so jam rock was, uh, jam bands were such a huge fucking thing. And it's like, yeah, when you have enough uh, tabs of acid to drop and enough blunts to smoke, it's a good idea, isn't it? But when you lay it down on the album and when you're performing it live, us sober folk are bored as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, they didn't exactly age well when all the, you know, when the effects wore off. Right. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Anyway, the... Back to ASOPs, yes. <laughs> Crazy Times, a few of the lines I want to reread if you heard them, but in case you missed them. The illusion of choice and responsible government. It's far from meritocracy, but it's meritocracy. Uh, they definitely changed those and democracy, you know. Yeah, anyway, you'll read the lyrics. You can oh, go on to the band camps. That's actually a really good one. Democracy. Right? Yes. Democracy. Exactly. Uh, self-serving laws and bureaucracy. Bureaucracy, because every word that had, would have cru crusty, democracy, bureaucracy, it's all crazy. And then yeah. uh, paid for by the funding body hiding behind the scenes. 100%. Agree with that. Uh, in the chorus as well, the politicians posing as leaders, doing the bidding of the highest bidders. Yes, this is in tribute, kicking off what I'm putting out there on this episode for all of you politicians. This is what me and quite so many others, including ASOP, think of you. That's what I got for the new one. Go check out It Ain't Right Anywhere. Eric, you got the Baboon Show. They yeah. got some new stuff. Baboons! Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. This band who is uh, now hitting their 20-year mark as of this year. That's awesome. Yep. Some, uh, I don't know exactly when in 2003 that they formed, but... At some point, it was, it's 20. <laughs> yeah. So they're celebrating their 20th birthday today. Right. And that's amazing. And why shouldn't they? Because they are a busy fucking band. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was doing some research on them, uh, just barely. And uh, yeah, within the year that they, uh, that they formed, they signed to National, which is an independent uh, Swedish label, and they released their first three albums within a year and seven months. Jeez. Yeah. That's a pace very few keep up with. Yeah. Some people... 
I got a quote uh, a bit from Larry the Cable Guy. He was talking about Boston being like the most laziest band on the planet. <laughs> it's like it takes him it took him a decade to release three albums. And he's and he also ends it with Hendrix is dead and he puts out three a year. <laughs> so yeah. Move over, Hendrix. You got some different contenders here, and they go under the name The Baboon Show. Tupac is the same way. I think Tupac, at least for a while, had a few new albums every year after he passed away. Oh, yeah. Actually, this brings me back to a ministry song, uh, Ghoul Diggers, which is actually them calling out uh, labels who, who will release as mu- who will squeeze their artists for as much as they're worth post-mortem right you know that's why you still see new releases coming out from biggie or from tupac or from uh n- now dmx or whoever you know because the labels right. are still trying to like uh keep their fan power keep the fan power alive it's like dude we are already fans if we're gonna garner new fans they're gonna find the old material not the leftovers that you are just like spewing out. Right. You know, it's just, uh, it's like those bands, those artists, they, they made their mark. And it's a mark that's big enough to stand the test of time. Right. You know, and that actually brings me to the subject of today's song. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so, so some more on the Baboon Show. They have been, you know, for the last 20 years have been touring like seamlessly nonstop. <laughs> And releasing so much music in the process. This is their 10th album that they released, God Bless You All. Their 10th album in 20 years. So that's pretty, uh, pretty consistent, you know, every two years, one album. But they've got EPs and other stuff, too, in between. So I'm sure that they've been active even more than just every other year. Oh, yeah. And one little Plus uh, touring, like you said. They do a lot of touring. Oh, yeah. Like, they've uh, toured abroad, and they actually, they actually taken up a liking to Cuba. And they, so much so that they actually, in Havana, they recorded a couple of their old songs with Cuban musicians to give it a sort of Caribbean twist. Cool. Yeah, I did not know that. I'm like, okay, that's how, uh, yeah, that's how serious these people are to their craft. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, The Baboon Show, their new album, God Bless You All. I gave it a once over today. And, yeah, it's a good, it's a good punk rock, rock and roll uh, uh, adjacent album. It's got a lot of uh, good little bluesy licks. It's got some uh, party songs on there. Like one where they're uh, uh, another member of the band. I don't know who. I forgot to look that up. But he takes over as lead vocalist on a couple of songs. Like Have a Party With Me. And uh, the final song on that album. I don't remember what it is. But it's the longest one. Okay. It's like five and a half minutes. Cool. And it's a slow, it's a slow sort of a ballad type song. to just sort of wind the party down (laughs) so yeah the baboon show they still are you know 20 years in they still know how to have a good time awesome and speaking of time let's talk about their song the sands of time (laughs) yeah this song i was trying to look up the lyrics but the lyrics have not been released on a digital platform or anywhere else i assume you can read the lyrics when you buy the lp Uh, but that's just going to be shipping overseas and it's set on their website takes about two to three weeks to get from out of there Uh, it's coming out of uh, germany so yeah, that's gonna take a that'll take a minute. Right. And yeah, all I have are just minutes, like literal minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was able I wasn't able to like study the lyrics as much as I wanted to, but what I could gauge from the lyrics is sort of like a to be vigilant of what stances you are taking, how they will affect your personality, and how to sort of gauge its importance and its a uh, conjunctive lifespan. 
you know, before you form an actual opinion, right? You know, you see these people who are just hopping on this cause and that cause, and then they just do it for the cloud. They do it for the likes and the shares and the followers and all that shit. And but, to hang the flag out in the front yard or in their window because th- that fucking changes constantly as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, that's sort of tying into the uh, whole uh, midterm season, all the elections that have happened. It's like, yeah, how many of those politicians actually believe in the stances that they are uh, touting about in their campaign trail? Right. And how many of their voters really do hold true to those stances? Right. You know, I'm sure the voters themselves hold more true to them than the people they are voting for. But still, you know, that's just trigger words. They're just saying, like, uh, support the troops or uh, lower taxes or all this shit. It's like, yeah, that's just them putting on the show. Pandering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just a, this is just a sort of a warning song from what I could gauge from the lyrics. You know, I may be totally off the mark on this one, but this is what I'm putting together. This is my initial reaction to it. This is the opinion I'm sort of forming. So I may just be eating my own words here, but, but yeah, just uh, listen into the lyrics. It's, uh, at the most I could say, it's an educated guess. If, uh, if and when the lyrics do come out and I'm able to study them a little bit better, or if I actually pay attention to the music, then yeah, my opinion might change. This song may be about something completely different, but until then, this is Sands of Time.
it's got that it's got that rock and roll energy to it. Sure does. Yeah, and I especially love when it uh, when it gets that lull in the middle of the song where the little bass and the uh, the little bass octaves and the uh, hi hat are just sort of uh, keeping the background alive, and then that little blues lick comes in. I'm like, yeah, stuff like that just really puts me over the top. I love it. <laughs> And of course, uh, yeah, Cecilia Borstrom. God damn, she's still got such a powerful, raspy voice. Yeah, you know when you're listening to the Baboon <clears throat> Show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You sure, you sure do. <laughs> and yeah, upon listening to it, I still think I'm not far off the mark as to what this song is uh, representing. I mean, that chorus is like, uh, you can tell me anything, I'll always hold my ground. And then something, something, I'll never wear your crown. Right. <laughs> Yeah, again, it's even like uh, preaching to, yeah, it's like preaching to people who you call friends. It's like, do you base your friends off of who they voted for in the last election or what cause they apparently uh, represent? Well, yeah, you kind of, you kind of do, but at the same time, you got to question, you know, are they genuinely supporting that? Right. You know, only the true people will know their true colors. Sure. Yep. So, so yeah, I like to base my friendships on, based on those who aren't bullshitting me. <laughs> it's like, come on, you could, uh, you know, there are certain causes that if you get behind, I am not going to support you. You are no longer a friend to me. It's like, if you want to uh, jump on the bandwagon to say that trans people should not marry other trans people, then yeah, if you genuinely believe that, you are not a friend to me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Like, if you're an adult of consenting age, you should be able to marry who, who, another adult of a consenting age. Yeah, precisely. You know, but that's the but that's the thing is like uh, we just keep judging people on a surface level, yeah. and we're starting to lose the idea of uh, communicating. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, and that's what uh, that's what this song to me is about. You're holding your ground. It's like, you know, how much of your personality do you base off of your ethical opinions? I mean, I have my ethics. I know what they are. And if some people's ethics differ from mine to certain degrees, there are points where I cannot call these people friends or acquaintances. I don't even want to know they exist. <laughs> you know, if you believe that uh, segregation was a good thing, then I don't want to know you. Right. I want you out of my corner. I want you off my planet. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's, again, holding your ground and just knowing what other people's uh, beliefs are is sort of how you, sort of how you gauge where, what people you want to keep in your inner circle. Right. So, yeah, that's what the, that's what the mystery behind the baboons, the baboon shows lyrics to uh, Sands of Time is all about. This is what I assume it's all about. Well, I've got three songs in a row for you, the older, lesser known portion of the show. And we'll see what you think about these ones. I've already given the theme as to what, but listen for the lyrics, I suppose. That's the intent of this episode for the tracks that I picked. Uh, this band that I'm playing next, they're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and no, it's not the band that Eric's playing from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania later. Uh, different band, 65 Rats, they're off Route 65. There's a restaurant, I think, called Route 65 Rats, or is it a bar? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. 
different. The band 65 Rats was originally known as The Mischief, but have since changed their name, and so they're no longer known as The Mischief. Though I didn't realize, at least according to what I was reading about the band, a group of rats is known as a mischief. Did you know that? No. I, I didn't did either. But that makes a lot of sense why uh, certain people are referred to as rats. Right. <laughs> well, actually, rats are those who are snitching, but... <laughs> that's true. But in a way, that's still its own version of uh, mischief, isn't it? Sure is. Like, you got to be sneaky when you're ratting on somebody if you don't want to get caught. That's true. Well, 65 Rats, a.k.a. or formerly known as The Mischief, they released a self-titled at the time EP called The Mischief. They released that August 4th of 2021. They're going to leave that as their first release, and it's going to still be known as The Mischief. They're not changing that. But it won't be specifically a self-titled release anymore, as the band is 65 Rats. I want to thank Leon for reaching out. I really like the tracks. I've gone over... The tracks from their EP, you can go find those. You can list them on streaming services and stuff as well. And then they are going to be releasing new music. Full album is coming. And it will include some of those tracks from that original EP, but there's other tracks as well. One that I wanted to include from that original release from eight, uh, eight, August 4th of 2021 it's called Upstart. It goes along with the theme of the show. It's really good. I really recommend listening to the rest of that EP, and then you'll be excited for sure on when that full length comes out. So let's get to 65 Rats and Upstart.
fight. Never give up until we win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That just sounds like a punk rock song through and through. Right? I mean, from the sound to the voice to the lyrics to just the overall energy of it, it just, it just screams we're punk. Absolutely. I love it, I love it too. <laughs> Check out 65 Rats. Check out the Mischief EP. Be on the lookout for that full length. I'll definitely be playing this band again. Uh, the next band that we're playing is a band that I just played not too long ago, but this track fits on this episode. Uh, the band is Musica Poludele. Yeah, and you know how you uh, mixed up the years 2023 and 2013? Yeah. Well, when was this song released? <laughs> it is released in 2013, it is. <laughs> there was that, there we go, the yes. Freudian slip has come full circle. Yep, maybe I, yep. Uh, the band, Musica Poludel, Poludeli, Poludele. Poludele? They're from Vrbas in Serbia, so I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that with a Serbian accent, but... Yeah. Uh, awesome. We were having trouble last time, weren't we? I sure, yes. <laughs> I, I was for sure. Uh, yeah, we probably were. Anyway, the band, though, they've been around since 1997. They've been around for 20, almost about 26 years, coming up on 26 years now, basically. Yeah. And pretty awesome. They released Brothers EP, as Eric stated, uh, 2013. It was on November 6th of 2013. And I played a different track on a different episode. We're going to play this track on this episode because it fits. Like I said, bands, we've already played one from Canada. We've played one from the U.S. We're playing Serbia. We've got uh, two other countries that I'll be playing bands from. But all this theme is very similar. And I'm sure you, any bands in any of these countries, plus so many others, probably most every other, uh, a band in that country could sing the exact same song and it would mean... A, it wouldn't be like, well, I don't know why I'm singing this because it's not the way here. They're singing it because it is the way there, and we could sing it here too because it <laughs> is the way it is here. The name of that track is called Government. Let's get into Government. Fight the fucking government! Oi, oi! Oi, oi!
fucking government. We're trying, man. We're trying. Look in their eyes. They're fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. You, hold, you just hold a Glock up to their face. It's like, watch the t- barrel. There you go. Look at the barrel. Look at the barrel. <laughs> and tick. <laughs> wow. It didn't even flinch. It was a blank shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sometimes I wish we could pull a Brandon Lee on that. Hmm? Right? Right. Right. <laughs> well, <sighs> Musica Polude, Poludele. Government. That was a track. Awesome track. Go check out Brothers. Definitely another song fitting for my uh, tribute theme, whatever you want to call it, to all the politicians that have been there for 40, 50 fucking years, fuck all of them, and everybody that's been there for way too fucking long, and then everybody coming in, I'm sure at this point you're probably as fucked up as they are now too because you've already been there a couple weeks. So fuck all of you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you too. (laughs) Exactly. All right, I've got one more. Then we're going to get into talking about some concerts, live shows. Got a couple albums. I do have my album picks also go along with this theme, but we'll get there in a moment. (laughs) <laughs> the band is, that I'm playing next, they're from Hrodna in Belarus. The band is Mr. X. Uh, Mr. X did a, a cover of The Oppressed. They released it as a single. The track they covered is You're Full of Shit. And they released that August 9th of 2021. That was less than a week after that 65 Rats released their Mischief EP. Uh, so both relatively newer, but uh, still not that new, I suppose. That's why I'm playing it on this section. Anyway, the band started way back in two, 2003, same year that Baboon Show started. So 20 years as a band for Mr. X. Congratulations to them as well. Remember, remember what I said about bands having a thematic reference to their, uh, to their names, right? Do these guys think about the X-Men? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, but... Professor X. I mean, that should right. be a straight-edge band name. X-Men X. Erase. There right? That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, Mr. X is a really cool band. Uh, today, August 9th, I'm reading something directly, so uh, today, the 9th of August, which was the day, uh, the day this was released, Belarus is exactly one year of another election fraud. Since then, the repression has intensified, this touch all sane people. The people don't accept a state, a state that doesn't take into any other opinion, state that killed and continues to kill innocent people, but we will never give up freedom to political prisoners. So that is what they're getting to with their cover of You're Full of Shit. Let's get into it. Here's Mr. X. Fuck all of them and uh, fuck the government too.
didn't I didn't catch that. <laughs> What'd you think of that cover? Uh, it was fun. Fuck the KGB. <laughs> They're full of shit. They are full of shit. And KGB. Fuck all. U.S. federal law enforcement agencies because they're fucking garbage as well. Not trying to equate them to the KGB or be on the same level. There's different levels of being just fucking shit, but they're shit as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, how solid and how liquefied? Right? <laughs> All right. Theme's going to continue with my pick. I'm hoping you're enjoying the cool tracks we've been picking thus far. As you can tell, mine are all very thematic and going together. But we'll get to the rest in a moment. Eric, uh, let's talk about a little bit of live shows, some upcoming live shows. You know how we do before we get to those albums. What do you got? Uh, Not very many. I only went to uh, one live show this past weekend, and one I wasn't even planning on going to. My friend sort of uh, twisted my arm into going. Actually, no, not really. She just, she wanted to go to the show and just uh, asked me if I would accompany her. And I even made the joke like, you reminded me of Miss Mullins from uh, School of Rock. Because there's this (laughs) little scene in there where uh, it's uh, parent-teacher's nights, and of course, Miss Mullins, the principal, she is just on edge. She's just like, oh my God, these parents are going to come down on me if they don't like the, if they don't like our teachers. And of course, you know, Dewey... You know, under the pseudonym Ned Schneebly, because he's posing as a teacher. He's uh, yeah, he's talking to her about about like a parents' night and like calming her down. Like, don't worry, it's all gonna be fine. And she says, uh, "Would you accompany me to a parents' night tonight? It wouldn't be like a date or anything. There's just something about you that makes me comfortable." <laughs> and that's basically how it went with uh, this uh, <laughs> this young lady that I accompanied with the show. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, the show itself. Hey, you know how I was talking about the video game of, of based off of the, the Simpsons. Yeah, from the Simpsons episode the where Absol songs. Or another bones or something. Bone Storm. There you go. Yeah, Bone Storm. Wouldn't you know it? There's a band called Bone Storm in Utah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and I saw them. Okay. And I can confirm that they do not have the song Thrill House. <laughs> Are they into The Simpsons? Do they have other Simpsons-themed songs? Oh, I do not know. <laughs> but that would just be so funny. It's like, come on, Bone Storm and Absolved, do a show together and bring Thrill House and Bone Storm together again. Right. Uh, but he won't do it. It got boring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bone Storm was pretty cool, and I got to see Al Ghul. Those guys were a lot of fun. And my boys in Sacrilegion. Yep, they just released their album. I finally, 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 finally listened to it, and it's, it's good. It is good. They awesome. did a great job. Two years of being stuck in production hell, it was worth it. Sometimes that's the way it goes, I guess. Yep, so Sacrilegion, it's good to know that they're still, uh, that they're kicking around and they're bringing death metal back to Salt Lake. Well, they initiated bringing death metal back, and now it's like, it's bumping up again. I like that's it. awesome. I'm liking it. Anyway, this was these were all the opening acts for the band from Colorado, Insipidus, 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 and they were a lot of fun as well. Though to be honest, I was kind of half in, half out of that show because I was with uh, my friends uh, uh, Connor and I can't remember the drummer's name, but from Marine Corps. Oh, cool. I was running to those two at Aces, and we always end up playing pool together. Nice. So <laughs> that's kind of what we've uh, been doing. Uh, but I will say, Insipidus did do a cover of, of, oh God, it was the Slayer song, Die by the Sword. 
Nice. And they cover deadly sinners by three inches of blood. Cool. Yep. So I just got up front and I was just screaming my lungs out. I know I can't hit that. I know I can't hit that fucking pitch, but deadly sinners. <laughs> deadly sinners. <laughs> yeah. You see what I mean? I can't do that. I don't have the vocal range. <laughs> Me neither. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Oh, God, at least I have the balls to embarrass myself. There you go. <laughs> anyway, it was, uh, so yeah, it was great to see uh, those guys there. It was a fun night. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, sort of tired out on shows lately, and it looks like the city has too. But there were a few that I was uh, planning on going to, but didn't for one reason or another, one of which was the Vamakara and uh, Momentum show. Okay. Um, Super bummed that I missed that because I had plans that night. Those plans fell through, and then I just got into a weird mindset and just couldn't bring myself to go anywhere. So that sucked. That happens. Yeah, it it does happen, but, you know, I like to assume that that show was rad. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, and there were other shows. Uh, there were other shows going on that I forgot about, and I haven't been posting on the SLC Hardcore page all last week. So I got to change that this <laughs> <laughs> this upcoming week because we got some good shit coming up. Cool. Yeah, and what do we have coming up? We have. Oh, where did my notes go? Why you do that? I want to point out to you that Filth is Damn Eternal. It. They're coming to Salt Lake on April second. They oh. have a tour that's starting April twenty fourth, and well. They're playing in Seattle on the 24th, and their tour looks like it's kicking off in Spokane on the 31st, and kind of wrapping up around the West Coast, making their way out into Salt Lake City, Denver, and Albuquerque, Phoenix, but basically all the rest of the show's West Coast, back up into Olympia on the 12th. So, Filth is Eternal will be here. That'll be one you'll want to post when the time comes. Hell yeah. I'll have to, yeah, I want to see those guys. I do too. But anyway, for shows that are coming up immediately, right. immediately, immediately, harumph, harumph. Uh. <laughs> On the 21st, uh, the bands Candy, Bib, Division of Doubt, and Narc will be playing at Kilby Court at 7 p.m. That'll be $15 entry. Also on the 21st, uh, my band, Anonymous, will be playing with Mainliner, who is a social distortion tribute band. And we'll be playing with Marine Corps, All Systems Fail, and Badmouth. That'll be at the Metro. It's only $10, and we start at 8 We will be playing last, so we're going to start later. <laughs> but that's going to be a fun show, and hopefully I can convince Mainliner to play um, my favorite Social D song and get have me come up and sing it with them. Awesome. I'm sure they would oblige if they are playing it. Anyway, on the uh, 24th, Livid, Mandalore, Narc, Ribbons, and Bound will be playing at your mom's house. That is $10 entry and starts at 6 p.m. On the 28th is the Absolved EP release show. Joining them will be Mandalore, Recidivist, and Portraits. Now, Portraits, that's a new band that you don't want to miss. Those guys, they're just these little high school kids, and they are fucking brutal. They are one of the heaviest bands I have heard in recent times. Uh, coming out of this fucking forsaken city. That's so awesome. Portraits, they got a lot of promise, a lot of potential. I hope that they last more than a year because they are fucking awesome. Anyway, that will be at the Beehive. It's a $10 entry and starts at 7 I will definitely be at that one because I love all the bands on that bill. And it's, uh, yeah, it's hardcore, death metal, and uh, Portraits heavy. That's awesome. <laughs> they, got a very, uh, they got a very stringy uh, disembodied sound to them. 
Like just really heavy down tune, uh, chugging riffs and really strange, uh, those uh, intonated notes that just uh, go all over the place. Kind of like what a crow killer does. Cool. So yeah, it's nice to know that that style of hardcore is still alive and well. And that's all I got for shows that are coming up into toward the end of this month. Um, and for a little bonus, why not? The first show I have uh, set right here in February on the 4th is P.S. Destroy This, Threer, Narc, and Fuckskin at Kilby Court. That is also $10, and it also starts at 7 p.m. So there you go. Get a kick off to February correctly. Awesome. I got a few to mention. Uh, tonight... Doc Rotten will be playing Charlotte, so you'll hopefully already be there if you're in Charlotte listening to this. But on the 19th, they'll be in Charleston, West Virginia. On the 20th, Roanoke, Virginia. And then Trenton, New Jersey on the 21st, wrapping up their 2023 East Coast tour. Love Doc Rotten. They're awesome. At uh, the top of the show, I was talking about Fighting for Scraps. They're putting out their new vinyl LP, 1924. So they're doing a record release show on January 27th. There's no cover charge. Starts at 7 at O'Connell's Pub Time Blue Island and feature, featuring Clear Coat and The Braver Days. So you can go check out uh, Fighting for Scraps there in, that should be Chicago. They're a Chicago band. It's on Western Avenue. Doesn't say, but I assume O'Connell's Pub Time is probably somewhere there in <laughs> Chicago. So go check them out there in Chicago. Uh, we had one fall on the show back in December, and a show that they were talking about doing uh, Friday, January 20th at the Middle East Upstairs, so that's in the Boston area, or probably just outside of Boston, as a lot of those venues are. Uh, the one fall, we will be playing with Pink Slip, Carissa Johnson, and Ode the Humanity, which was one of the bands they mentioned while they were on the show. It's an all-ages show, doors open at 8, show starts at 9. Tickets are 12 bucks, so if you're in that area this Friday, you should go check out that show. On the 21st, you can go see Get Off the Fence, Say No to the Far Right. That show is going to be, this is in Australia, and I want to say uh, Dapto, so Diamond Dogs Lounge, uh, 37 to 39 Prince's Highway, Dapto. So hopefully I've got that close, but you'll get to see bands, Top Novel, love them, I Hate People, The Owen Guns, Tantichrist, Sketch Method, None for One, None for One, The Limited, and The Hot Mess, that's on the 21st, it's a $10 show, and all proceeds go to the Indigenous Literacy Foundation, and it says, no knobs, no knobs indeed, fuck the knobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, go check out Top Novel. Go check out all of those other bands. Informal Society uh, is next show, and you can go see Informal Society playing with Rotbite, Revolt and Destroy, uh, Our Days in Ruin. Did I get that right? Our Days in Ruin. Fuck, I'm trying to read this faster. Our Days in Ruin. There you go. Yes. Uh, it's Saturday, January 21st. It's a 7 p.m. show. $10, all ages. It's in Corona, California at Union Barber and Beer Lounge, but it is an all-ages show, so go check that out this week. Uh, love Revolt and Destroy, love playing them on the show, and they've got other cool bands playing with them. And then the two festivals that are coming up, one being this weekend, 
will start on Thursday the 19th. This is in Atlanta, so if you're in Atlanta, you should be checking out 40, or 40 Fest, not 40 Ounce Fest, 40 Fest. And it's brought to you by Rebellion Noise Records at Village Skate Park in Atlanta. It's an all-ages show. It does have after parties. Uh, bands you'll see on Thursday are Oil Change, Rotten Stitches, Broken Cuffs, User Unauthorized, The Horribles, Stripper Cult, and then uh, there's also a skate competition, $2,000 in prizes, $10 to attend that. Uh, on Friday, you can go see Cheap Sex, Billy Bats and the Made Man, Corrupted Youth, Dead 77, Blank 77, uh, The Hanging Judge, The Parasitics, Angry Youth, and then finally on the 21st, you can go see Crumb Bums, The Havoc, Endless Struggle, Punks Attacks, Wrecked, Antagonizers ATL, Tank Rats, and uh, The Breaks. And The Havoc's releasing their new album this Friday, so you can probably go hear them play a bunch of cool new tracks. Uh, food trucks with vegan options, raffles all weekend, a lot of cool stuff there. I wish I was going to that fest there in Atlanta, but if you're anywhere near it, I definitely recommend you check it out. Finally, a couple more weeks of this Mentioning this and its destination chaos, it's coming January 28th through February 4th at the Experience at the Senator Resort in Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic. Go over to DestinationChaos.com. You can stay the week. If you haven't booked already, you're probably not going, but maybe you got a bunch of money because uh, it's probably going to be a little more pricey having waited this long since when I was first talking <laughs> about this like two months ago. But if you do go or are going or... Considering going, Iggy Pop's playing, Descendants, Parquet Courts are playing twice, Gogo Bordello's playing twice, Peter Hook and the Light are performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures, Amel and the Sniffers are playing twice. When I say that, like, it's a week-long thing, and they're playing two different shows. Amigo the Devil's playing twice, Shame's playing twice, Bouncing Souls are playing twice, The Bronx, The Chats, Starcrawler, all these bands are playing twice. Almost every band is playing twice. Uh, Teenage Bottle Rockets playing twice. Grade 2, Moscow Death Brigade are playing twice. There's bands playing three times. Thick, Crazy in the Brains, we love Crazy in the Brains. Vicious Dreams, all of those bands are playing three times over the week. A Giant Dog's playing twice. Los Perix is playing once. Lemmy Winks is playing once. The Cat Lady's playing once. And Shido is playing once. And then there are six comedians that'll be there. Uh, Josh Adam Myers, Eddie Pepitone, Casey Balsham, Joe Sib, Natalie Cuomo, and JT Habersat, and all of them are doing two different performances. So uh, I'm sure there'll be different performances from all the multiple people, but I mean, even if you're going and hanging out at the, the pools and the beach or doing excursions or whatever, and you miss a performance, most everybody's performing at least twice. Get out there, check it out, Destination Chaos. Eric, that's it. That's all I got. If you have nothing else to add. I do have a couple okay, there to you go. add, one of which was actually announced today. But there's one that's also coming up this week on the 20th, this Friday. It's a, a sort of a, it's a mixed show. It's uh, called I've Got a Fever and SKS Brings You the Cure. Cool. I don't know what the SKS is. I, f I forget. I think it's a South Class Skins or... Something like that. I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, the, but the point is the band, the uh, Makeaways, are going to be playing. They're a ska reggae band. Uh, DJ Burn a Fire is going to be playing some rock steady and ska music. And Badmouth is going to be doing an entire Operation Ivy set. Cool. So, yeah, that'll be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, that's going to be, like I said, on the 20th. It'll be at the Beehive, and it starts at 7. I don't think they're charging anything for this. 
Yeah, well. doesn't look like it. Not on the flyer, so... Anyway, speaking of uh, prices not on the flyer, this one doesn't have a price on here, and this is on the 28th. It'll be Skullfuck, Lovelace, um, Eardrums. Eardrums, cool. And Yeah, it's hard reading them fonts sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Gongleflex? Gongleflex. Gogleflex or something? Jesus Christ, I don't know. But I'll f- I got a couple weeks to figure this out, but it will be at Black Lung. And on 20, January 28th at 7, who the fuck knows how much it's going to cost. The guys who make these flyers, they really got to up their games. It's $10, $7, $5. Just put a number with a dollar sign in front of it so people know what to expect when they go to the fucking show. Right. Idiots. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, those are the only other shows I had to add. Awesome. Well, let's get into those great cover-to-cover albums. We're due for some new, uh, due for some more music. Yeah, let's uh, let's get back to the uh, apparent uh, theme of today's episodes that uh, politics suck, right? And uh, yeah, no one really uh, has consistently said it as much as today's subject: anti-flag. Oh yeah, anti-flag. They are the most uh, politically adjunct band this side of the millennium and on the other side of the millennium as well <laughs> because they started way back in uh, way back in 1988. Some people forget they were actually uh, were actually a band at that time, right. mostly because they were very short-lived. So yeah, they formed in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I know this off the top of my head because they tell you that at least five or six times every fucking show. Right. We are anti-flag from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's like, we know. Chris, we know. <laughs> anyway, they formed, in, <laughs> they formed in 1988 by uh, Justin Giever and Patrick Bollinger, most uh, commonly known as Just Insane and Pathetic. They had various guitarists and bassists uh, they tried out, including Justin's sister, but they failed to become a cohesive unit, leading them to break up after just one show. So, yeah, it was a short-lived band until 1992, when they reformed and brought in Andy Wright, who went with the pseudonym Andy Flagg. He was their bassist and co-frontman, which would become commonplace throughout their multiple lineup changes in the next coming years. So Andy left the band in 1996 after they released Die For Your Government, which was their first album, and then enter Chris Head. Yeah, not number two yet, just Chris Head, who he came in as a fill-in, a fill-in bassist who eventually moved to the position of their second guitarist, whilst Jamie Towns, also known as Jamie Cock, handled bass for a time before they finally got Chris Barker, Chris number two, and took over as their permanent bassist and co-frontman. And this is the lineup they still have today. Right. Just insane, pathetic, Chris Head, and Chris number two. It's been that way for the last... Uh, Jesus, 26 years about? Well, good for them. Yeah, yeah, damn right good for them. So, in that time, they founded their own label, AF Records, and it's still going to this day. They released their first sort of album, Their System Doesn't Work For You. That was the first release from that label. And it wasn't even an album. It was a compilation of a lot of uh, unreleased tracks uh, from their f- original recordings from their Die For Your Government LP. Okay. Yeah, as well as like... Uh, as well as, like, I guess some B-sides and some live tracks. And they do have some good ones. Indie sucks, Hardline sucks, Emo sucks, You suck. <laughs> and also Ride On is pretty funny. If not for the little uh, quip in there. Anti-flag? That doesn't mean anti-the-American flag, does it? 
right on. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun little uh, record, but don't expect too much from it. Anyway, while they were on the while they were on the Vans Warped Tour in 2000, that's where they met Fat Mike, and Fat Mike liked him enough to sign them to Fat Records. So I was like, okay. Oh, excuse me. So their first Fat Records release was Underground Network, and also right after that, they released their album Mobilize, which is eight brand new tracks and a and a strain of uh, live tracks as well. Okay. They released that on AF Records while they were still signed to Fat Records. So they kind of had uh, two things going on. But that was released as a reaction to 9-11, because that's the song that has 911 for Peace on it. Uh, the, the album that has 911 for Peace on it. Right. And that's an extremely underrated anti-flag song. I like that one a lot. Anyway, that brings us to today's subject, the terror state. Yeah, this is my favorite anti-flag album. This was their peak. This was where, this was the album that made and broke Anti-Flag. And it was the last record they released on Fat Records before they got signed to, I think it was Columbia? Maybe it was Columbia where they released stuff for Blood and Empire. I can't remember. I but remember. It, was, it was a major label. <laughs> I know, the irony. Oh, the <laughs> irony. <laughs> anyway, Terror State, that came out in 2003. And the lyrical subjects are surrounding the events that shaped contemporary America in that time. The Patriot Act, the war on terrorism, and George W. Bush's involvement in the occupation of Iraq, and, conjo- and conjointly exercising their belief in how it was a ploy to tap into their oil market instigated by Dick Cheney, right. who was, at the time, the CEO of Halliburton. Right. So, yeah. Tapping into those 9-11 conspiracies. Well, they don't go too much on that. They more are just like watching, they're just more reacting to their surroundings. So it's like in the wake of this uh, fear-stricken country, many punk bands, even the ones that are astutely political, felt it necessary to put in their criticism of the socio-political surroundings. You know, that's where we had No Effects' War on Errorism. We had Bad Religion's Empire Strikes First. And we had, uh, oh God, what was the, even uh, Street Dogs, they had the song in Fading American Dream, Final Transmission. And got Ministry, bringing up Ministry again, they're pretty much the majority of the albums they released in the 2000s were all centered around their collective hatred to W. (laughs) Like Rio Grande Blood, the album cover for that is uh, George Bush, who is crucified. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's that's a great music and in the later ministry catalog. I enjoyed it. That was my introduction to ministry, actually. It's like, yeah, fuck George Bush. Right. Uh, but George Bush wasn't the real enemy. He was just the mouthpiece. Right. Yeah, he's not, he's not that smart. <laughs> Before we move on, to answer your question about the major label that the next two albums for Blood and Empire and the Bright Lights of America were on RCA. RCA, okay. Yeah, that's the one with the little uh, dog next, yes. to the, next to the phonograph. Yes. <laughs> I know that because in the in the fucking uh, bathroom at Aces High, it is just uh, the walls are just plastered with all these records, and a lot of them are from RCA. Yep. So I see that logo quite a bit. Well, they did RCA, then they did two on side one. Their next two were on side one dummy records. Then the next three were on Spine Farm records, and then their newest one on their own AF records. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they've been jumping to a lot of uh, labels. Yeah. Even Endless Struggle was signed to AF for a minute. Wow. 
Yeah, that was, uh, at least I think they were. Let me check my, let me check my notes. Well, a lot of labels, and after that was after the Fat Records era, too. Like you, you pointed out, that was in 2003. So they did two, then two, then three, yeah. and now they're on one on AF. Again. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I looked it up, uh, looked at my notes. Endless Struggle did release till the end on AF. Cool. So, yeah, there you, there you go. Even AF Records had a hand in uh, making and breaking Endless Struggle's career. Awesome. And now they brought it back. <laughs> still, try, still trying to see if we could get them on the show for an interview. We'll just have to see what the rest of the folks say. Right. But, yeah, that's, uh, th that's not now. That will be later. Right now, I still got some more shit to say about Anti-Flag. <laughs> As I said, a lot of... Uh, between the years of like uh, 2001 and 2005, oh, another album, Fuck World Trade by Leftover Crack. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that one was pretty, uh, that one was pretty blatant in its, uh, in its stance against uh, the whole George Bush uh, cabinet. <laughs> right. Uh, but yes, Anti-Flag are undisputably the kingpins of all the politically adjacent punk songs being released in that time. And this album was produced by none other than Tom Morello, who at this point, Rage Against the Machine, had dissolved and uh, reformed as Audio Slave after uh, Zach De La Roca left. I just saw their music video when I was at Nacho Daddy the other day. <laughs> <laughs> on a completely different note, back on topic. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I find it fitting, like uh, Anti-Flag's most politically charged album, and it is being produced by the... Uh, by the guitarist of the most politically charged band from the 90s. And that's right. saying a lot. So it's like, yep, it's, we complete each other. Right? Uh, yeah, and there are so many good songs on this one. I was hard-pressed, once again, to figure out which songs that could accurately portray Anti-Flag in the light that, were, that they were representing at the time. And I was like, I, I love a lot of songs on here. Like, you, can't, you can kill the protester, but you can't kill the protest. That's sort of referencing uh, uh, Che Guevara's uh, alleged last words. It's like, you can kill me, but you can't kill my movement. Right. Uh, got Empowered to the Peaceful. It reminds me of John Lennon's song, Power to the People. But I guess that's just sort of like a general term. And they just took it as like Power to the Peaceful, being this rallying protest song against any and all wartime activities. Also, Death of a Nation, that's like a referencing Birth of a Nation. You remember that Klansman movie, <laughs> The Rides of the South? Oh, God. Yep, Birth of a Nation. This is Death of a Nation, and this song is about how the younger dead generation, as so referenced in the song, is misinformed, and when it is protested, the old and in charge reply with condescending critique. Oh, yeah, the... Uh, the short-sighted, near-sighted, gray-haired aficionados <laughs> of this American government. Right. And they know what's best. Yeah, you knew what was best decades ago. Times have changed, old fuck. Yeah. <laughs> replace uh, them. Yeah. yeah, replace them. And also, uh, another interesting fact about this, their song Post-War Breakout, uh, those lyrics are originally written by uh, Woody Guthrie. And they actually got permission from Guthrie's daughter to use those lyrics in their uh, sort of a cover reimagining of this. Cool. So yeah, that's uh, that is pretty interesting. So yeah, all those songs, 
out of all of them, I was like, well, do I want to do a turncoat? <laughs> I mean, everybody and their dog knows that song. And I right. love that song. I love I it too. to death. But yeah, everybody knows it. So I'm like, well, what are some of the deep cuts on here? I mean, there's songs that there are songs that Chris sings. There's songs that Justin sings. I'm like, well, maybe I do one that Justin sings and one that Chris sings. So this is one that uh, Justin sings mostly. It is Wake Up, which I also got to point out is the name of a song by Rage Against the Machine. So like, right. what, did Tom have a, have a hand in this? Right. <laughs> and no, this is not a cover. It's not, <laughs> this is Wake Up with an exclamation point at the end of it, whereas Rage does not have any such punctuation mark. <laughs> but the song is basically telling the American public to pull their collective head out of their ass and that there is an ethical reason behind their protesting. And that the only way to be heard is to scream and to cause a rabble, as it were. And I just love how it's uh, musically put together, just these little stringy guitar octaves going uh, that I think is being held down by uh, Chris. I don't know who's playing what as far as the guitarists are concerned, but the way they work off of each other is just such, it's just really great. Awesome. Yep. So I really love this song. It is uh, basically a summation of Anti-Flag's uh, position in this time and the they haven't so they haven't really moved from that position in their uh, in their tenure as a band. So they know where they stand. You ought to be proud, baboon show. <laughs> <laughs> These guys know what's up. So wake up. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what anti-flag is all about. Yep. Yeah. Even their very name. I mean, yeah, as I said earlier, it's like, that doesn't mean anti-the American flag, does it? It's like, no, it means anti-flag. Just flags. What I read a lot of years ago is that somebody asked him something like that, and it was their, if I remember correctly, it was something to the effect of their anti-use of American flag or any other flag for that matter, but mm -hmm. American flag I think is what the specific question was about, because in their artwork and stuff you see the American flag upside down, which is not disrespect, it's a sign of distress if anybody knows what the flag upside down means. It's not a disrespectful thing, it's a sign of distress, which yeah. they're implying that the country is in distress, right? That's their opinion. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that would share that opinion. But the point is, is they were saying that their anti-use of the flag as like propaganda, as like you go to the store and the American flag is on everything. Like manufacturers are capitalizing on like shorts and t-shirts and cups and everything and advertising. Oh, yeah. And the oh, flags your red, on, white, and blue bikinis. <laughs> yeah. All, all of those things, they were more anti the use of it or the misuse of it, as it were, yeah. other than what its intention was. Yeah. If anything, it's going up against commercialization. <laughs> right. And their opinion may have evolved or changed since then. This was a lot of years ago when I read it because I was curious, like, what, what, is, what, are the, what does it mean? And that's what I had read. Mm -hmm. So a lot of years ago, don't know, and like I said, I'm remembering from something that I read a lot of years ago. I'm remembering that from a similar interview. It may have even been the same. It was right. with uh, it was with Chris Head, and he was talking about how how yeah, anti-flag is just like uh, it wasn't exact. He wasn't talking about the whole uh, consumerism aspect of it. So yeah, maybe this wasn't the same interview, but it was still uh, his stance that uh, the band stance that we uh, just. Um, we base ourselves off of our nationality rather than just our species. Right. So the fact that I come from a country with a different flag just uh, makes me automatically uh, either an enemy or just, uh, or just uh, a comrade. It's like, okay, you can't base somebody off of that. <laughs> it's really dumb. Like, look at states, or not states, but countries, right? Uh, cities that border, like Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, right? Like if you were born right near a border, are you really that much different than somebody across that state border? And then you take it to the, well, what happens for those people that are born on the northern American border in Wisconsin or Minnesota or Michigan or Illinois or something where they're like right across the border from Canada. And then there's all those cities that are right across the border. And are you really that much different than the people that are just across the border, just because you're an American, because that's where you're born, compared to a Canadian, because that's where you're born. Are you really that much different? Yeah. Really, <laughs> cheer for your teams when it comes to the Olympics, because you have to divvy up sports somehow or another, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, more locally speaking, <laughs> it's like the, uh, <laughs> it's like our little town of Wendover, which is both in Nevada and Utah. Right. And it's really funny because Wendover is a gambling city. So you could literally enter the casino on the Utah side, but as soon as you enter and cross a certain amount of feet into the casino, that's where you see all the slot machines because right. you just entered Nevada where gambling is legal. Right. <laughs> I love how that's just such a... 
It just says it right there, how this imaginary <laughs> line defines who we are as yeah. people. It's like, not even as people, it defines our whole, it defines our whole method of acting, pretty much. Right. Our lifestyle, the way that, our state of being. Right. It's really bizarre. And yeah, just to... Just the flag that a flag can define us, just the flag that borders define us, it's not a, you know, it's really not that complicated. All you got to do is just see things for what they are. Borders are, have been drawn in blood. All right. <laughs> yeah. Borders have been fought to uh, secure a uh, country of ourselves, uh, our own country, our own little oasis, as it were. And... Yeah, that's where uh, flags are risen, <laughs> and that actually this actually does tie in to the you know to my second pick right here. This next song was it was actually just a bonus track that was available on the first fifteen thousand CD pressings, and is wow. also on the LP. You know, I own the LP. Admittedly, I have not spun it, so I cannot confirm if this song is on there. But this is the song that, honestly. After everything I have told you about anti-flag, after all the little uh, distinctive criticisms in those uh, previous songs, it doesn't get more blatant or primitively more aggressive a statement than this. It, it, there's no lucid, intelligent arguments in the form of their lyrical enterprise or well-thought-out criticisms on very distinct instances in their immediate surroundings just Fuck the flag and fuck you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There you were thinking Death of a Nation was probably their most uh, hardcore track, which by all rights it probably is second <laughs> to this. <laughs> yeah, fuck the flag and fuck you. I heard that and I'm just like listening to it on all the streaming sites. You can't find it on there. You can find it on YouTube or you can find it on the LP. I will let you know. I will confirm that if it is on the LP. I will spin that when I get home. Awesome. Jesus. So yeah, The Terror State, that is, in my opinion, the last solid anti-flag album. Because, I mean, the album's uh, coming up after that. For Blood and Empire, it was good. There are a lot of good songs on there. That's where you have The Press Corps, where you have One Trillion Dollars. That's where you have uh, uh, I Tell You But. And also, begrudgingly so, that's where you have This Is The End. Good God, I hate that song. <laughs> I am so sick of hearing that fucking song. I heard it way too many damn times. So, uh, yeah. And also, Cities Burn. I got, I got so bored by that track. I mean, so yeah, not a perfect album, but it is pretty decent. 
But everything after that, like uh, the people or the gun, the general strike, American Spring, you know, those albums collectively had three good songs, or at least three <laughs> that I remember. Because from, uh, yeah, from People or the Gun, I just uh, remember Sheep and Shepherd's Clothing, and from General Strike, Broken Bones, and oh God, and I'll, I forgot about the Bright Lights of America. Only the first song I give a shit about, Good and Ready. <laughs> and American Spring, Sky is Falling is the only good song of that record. These are all coming off of my opinions, but yeah, the four albums that came out after that, or actually no, now there's five. Let me, let me check. We had For Blood and Empire, that's one. Then we had Bright Lights of America, that's two. Then we had The General Strike, that's three. Oh no, People Are the Gun, then General Strike, that's three and four, and then American Spring. That's five albums, and each one had one good song from it. <laughs> so, and I haven't really bothered with any of their uh, releases after that, except for the one that was released a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and that album is all right. It's okay. It's just, it's too fucking soft. It's too billowy. It's too rounded at the edges. It's just like, I don't, I don't care for it. And the fact that over half of the songs feature some other, you know, arguably better artists. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to compare and contrast, but it's like you have the guy from uh, Killswitch and Silverstein and, uh, you know, Brian Baker and Tim McIlrath or Tim McElrath, McIlrath. I don't know how you pronounce his fucking last name, but right. it's, uh, I don't know, it's a mix something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, the other of the, you know, some of the big names in uh, contemporary punk rock, like uh, the chick from uh, Bad Cop, Bad Cop. And, you know, it's cool. You got artists in here that we all know their names, but honestly, that song that featured uh, Brian and Tim, unless you told me, I could not tell that they were in there. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm just like, I could barely hear Tim's voice. I don't know if he was doing backings or anything like that. And Brian, yeah, he's a guitarist, but what about his guitar work makes it stand out from uh, Justin's or Chris's? So yeah, it... Yeah, and the answer is not much. <laughs> Brian's a great guitarist. He is good at what he does, but does he really have that distinct a style that would warrant a feature on another punk rock song that sounds of a band that sounds very similar to Bad Religion? I don't think so. <laughs> it, it certainly didn't help. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Anti-Flag is just, uh, like I said, I feel that they peaked with this album. This was their last solid, great record. Others may disagree, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> this, is what I, this is my opinion on the podcast that I am co-hosting, so whatever I say goes in this scope. If you want to prove me wrong, well, you know where to reach me. Right. Let's have a conversation of such. We'll recap that here in a few moments. We're going to do my album. Eric's got one song to wrap up the show. Uh, my album is Takers and Users. They're from Belfast in Ireland. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm only playing one band for the U.S. because these themes are throughout the world, including on this album. I've been listening to this album a bunch recently. Takers and Users put out Tales of This Town, August 21st of 2020. It's a great album. Definitely one of my favorite albums of 2020. Uh, again, they're from Belfast. They're awesome. They have a previous release to that. This release, very cool. I recommend hearing the whole album. I did play Kings of the Bar off of that album back in 2020. 
but I picked a few other tracks that are more thematic to what I'm going with on this episode. So let's get into some of that music. The first track is Poison of the Well, a little bit different sounds, kind of midway through the album. And then we're going to play the last track of the album, but we'll get to that here in a minute. It's Poison the Well off of Tales of This Town. It's Takers and Users. Sit 
that's what all fucking politicians are doing. Poisoning the well with them fucking national budgets, all that fucking excess spending, spending on shit that people like them are getting back-end deals from and mm -hmm. the illusion that it's some benefit to people, but it's really just fucking you in the long run. And also poisoning the well of knowledge. Right. You know, people basing their opinions on questionable facts. Right. Or as... Uh, <laughs> Or as uh, one great orange philosopher once <laughs> said it as, <laughs> alternative facts. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, that's a, it's a very stupid statement, but yeah, alternative facts. It does hold a, it does leave a bit more to the imagination right there. It's like alternative facts. Yeah, those are called opinions. <laughs> true. That is true. And then... Uh, the social medias have gone on to have their own political agendas or taking money or advice from political groups and now get to control what facts are and aren't. Mm -hmm. When they're obviously not. I mean, whatever people's opinions are of Elon Musk, which is weird, he used to be the one that one side really liked and now that side doesn't like him so much and the other side does, which I don't know what happened there. Maybe he never really cared for one side and who knows? He Don't never, really care. Musk never cared for one side. The people really liked him until he bought Twitter. Right. And when he bought <laughs> Twitter, though, what he started doing was releasing a lot of internal Twitter documents that showed there was a lot of bullshit that people thought were facts and so forth, but there was actually agendas being pushed by the government, and the government was actually just controlling a bunch of it. So, yeah, facts is a very loose term when it comes to fact-checking on social media. Oh God! Social media is just a <laughs> it's just a bottomless pit of opinions that are based on other opinions that are based on things <laughs> that you glanced at. Right? Exactly. Don't get your news or your facts there. And if you get fact checked there, doesn't mean that they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you'll find a gem in the turd, but for the most of it, it's like you gotta you are probably so tired of swimming in shit. Right. <laughs> I know I am. Fuck that. Fuck that whole mess. Exactly. Well, I'm going to wrap up my theme for the show. Uh, love this song. One of my favorite songs on the album, and it is the last song of the album of Tales of This Town. Uh, takers and Users, they're fantastic. I recommend checking this out. Check out their other release as well. Great band out of Belfast. Uh, the track that we're going to listen to is called Out for Themselves. I think you can figure out what they're going to sing about before we even get there, but... We're going to let them let you know what they're singing about. Here goes with Out for Themselves. Because <laughs> that's all you ever hear about in this country is our differences. That's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about, the things that separate us, things that make us different from one another. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. True. They try to divide the rest of the people. <laughs> True. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money. True. Fairly simple thing happens to work. True. You know anything different, that's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything they can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank.
And that little uh, intro from uh, New York's greatest philosopher really set the mood properly. <laughs> exactly. That was, that was perfection. They couldn't have done a better job. What do you say? Fuck Democrats, fuck Republicans, and fuck lifelong career politicians. They're, who, who, they don't care about us. It's definitely not them. Yeah. You know, who, uh, you know what politicians uh, do care about us? The ones who have yet to run for office. Right. <laughs> the ones once we actually, as a society, fire all of our politicians at one time, wipe the fucking slate clean, I would be willing to say at least some of what we would replace them with initially would. Mm. And hopefully we could create something better. Yes, that is the... It's reminded me of that little uh, closing rant I went on uh, last episode, the one based <laughs> off of uh, uh, Jeff Daniels' uh, rant in the show Newsroom of how right. America's not the greatest country in the world anymore. It's like, that is, that is spoken like a true red-blooded American. Because true Americans, I'm sorry, people, true Americans do not think their country is flawless. Right. True Americans want to make their country better. And that goes across the board for every nation across this, uh, across this planet. You are a true, you only have pride in your country when you feel like it could be better than what it is. Right. Because, I mean, compared to a lot of other countries on this planet, America is still in its juvenile stages. Yeah. We're only, what, 300 years old? You have uh, countries who were formed from empires right. on the other side of the pond. <laughs> right. You have... Dawn of civilization areas, you know, on the other side of the planet there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> the point is, is like uh, you, you only love your country if you feel like you can improve it. If you hated your country, you're just like, eh, let it. Right? Yeah, that's it. But if you think like this could be something better, then yeah, we have the power to do so. Not one of us. It's, it's sort of like the, uh, you know those packing peanuts that you get in, uh, that you get in packages? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like one of those peanuts, it ain't going to do shit. Right. Two of them also ain't going to do shit. Three, four, you know, if you're trying to fill like a huge box to secure one object in there, you're going to need a lot of those packing peanuts. Right. So, yeah, it's going to take a lot of us to make sure that our uh, nation is secure. And right now, it certainly isn't, because we got some, uh, well, should we say we have a flimsy box? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's the process, but hey, compared to uh, where it was 200 years ago, right, not, not so bad. <laughs> right. Not so bad compared to where it was There's 200 years ago. We actually... Uh, you know, we actually have uh, white folk and black folk living together, <laughs> you know, and not because one of them is promised to, is promised to uh, do labor for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. We, all we got to keep doing is uh, instigating that change throughout the tenure of our lives. And we, most of us aren't going to see the results until well after we're gone. We won't see the results, period. <laughs> the results the res will be seen by somebody after yes. we're gone, though. But that's the, that's the point. It's like, don't do it for your own satisfaction. Do it for the satisfaction of the generations yet to come. Yeah, we're fortunate. I'm glad to live in this time, not uh, 
50 years ago, 100 years ago, 150 and so forth. I'm grateful that it is what it is. You know, people might bitch and moan, but when I look at what it, where I could have been born, <laughs> I'm yeah. grateful for it. And then, as you said, keep improving for the next. I'm grateful for those that did those steps to improve it from where it was to where it is. Yep. I mean, we just celebrated one huge advocate for uh, civil rights just right. uh, this Monday, Martin Luther King Day. Right. Yep. He, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, what more can be said about that man and his importance of, uh, of advocacy for equal rights among races? Right. You know, it's people like that who have, whose valor and reverence are still echoed this day in positive lights. However, there are those that we cannot forget about. Can't forget about the atrocities of people like Stalin or Pol Pot. Right. You know, we remember them not to praise them. For the love of God, do not praise these fucking nutcases. Right. <laughs> but learn from their mistakes. <laughs> yes, and learn to recognize the signs of what they did in those that may still to come. Yep. And recognize those flaws in ourselves because, you know, we're not born with that hatred. We learn it. Yeah. It's, yeah, the whole nature versus nurture thing. Yeah, just recognize that we are all subject to be racist bigots or uh, transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic, or just uh, straight up Nazis. We all have the tendency to do that, but it's our responsibility to make sure that we don't become that, <laughs> right. that we don't get so easily persuaded and just influenced by the wrong people. Again, coming back to that, that song from the Baboon Show, I Know Where I Stand. You can yeah. tell me a lot of things, but I know where I stand. Well, we are wrapping the show up now. We only have one track. Eric's got a metal pick for us. Another Salt Lake band, awesome band, playing this week. Yeah, that's the band uh, Simeon. Yep. Yeah, they're playing this week? I think so. Uh, Ace is on Friday, maybe? Maybe. I'll have to... We'll, we'll check that. I'll have to check on that. <laughs> but before then, yeah, the band here is called Simeon. And they are the band formerly known as Rock Shazi, led by, the, led by their bassist and vocalist, formerly known as the bassist of Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is my friend Drew Percy's band, and this was the band he formed, well, sort of, it's after he uh, left Anonymous to uh, pursue his own endeavors, uh, he formed the band Rock Shazi, and that band dissolved and uh, just left him with the remnants to uh, pick everything up and put it back together again, and he did in the form of uh, Simeon, and I've only listened to them to live recordings of, of their performance. This song, I'm going in totally raw dog. Uh -huh. I haven't listened to it. I am doing this strictly because, Drew, you're my friend, and I like to believe that your music is going to be awesome. Like I said, I heard a rendition of it, just little live clips from it, and I like it. I like it a lot. Let's see what this uh, demo, known as Pseudo, has to offer.
Yeah, talking of raw, it certainly sounded raw. Sure did. <laughs> it sounded like a demo, you know, but that's what you expect. You know, you don't expect it to be so, uh, uh, so cohesively produced. It's just a demonstration of what they have to offer. And I'm liking this sample. <laughs> right? That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's got the... It's got this mix of like uh, some high on fire, some mastodon, and some uh, some of the sword. I'm hearing a lot of uh, those doomy, sludgy uh, bands all coming to all coming together on this one. And it's uh, and yeah, it's pretty awesome what I'm hearing so far. So so yeah, Simeon, just uh, just keep going with this. Keep doing what you're doing, how you're doing it, and hopefully we get a better recording out of this. <laughs> Because that song, Pseudo, it sounds awesome. I just want to hear it more uh, well put together, production-wise. Music-wise, sounds great. <laughs> and they will be playing on Friday, like we said, at Aces High. Yes, they will. I saw the flyer for that one. It's like Very Alice or whatever the fuck. It's, I've seen that flyer, but it never had any uh, supporting bands on there. Okay. So, yeah, I was, this was unbeknownst to me. Even on Aces' uh, site, they only had one other band announced. It was, uh, God, what in the hell was it? Stupid phone. Uh, yeah, Written in Fire. Okay. So it's just uh, Vel- Velnias? Velnias? Yeah, whatever. They're from Colorado. And, uh, <laughs> and Written in Fire, who are from here. So apparently uh, Simeon has been added to that. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, well, since we're on the subject, that's happening at Aces High Saloon. It's going to be <laughs> January 20th on the... On the 23rd year of this decade, uh, of this decade, of this millennium, <laughs> of this go. century, whatever. At Aces High, I don't know how much it is. It says uh, buy tickets on 24ticks.com. It's a fucking JRC show. Fuck you, Jordan. You're a dumbass. Uh, that's uh, besides the point. Yeah, $12 to enter. And if you're buying online, there's a little uh, convenience fee. So I don't know how much is going to be at the door, but... But regardless, if you're uh, paying, 
if you're paying online, then uh, Jordan's going to take a fat cut of that shit. So <laughs> pay at the door and buy their merch. I don't know if Simeon's got any merch yet. Actually, I think they do. They have koozies. They have beer koozies. I know nice. that. That's awesome. Yeah, and they look cool. So, so, yeah, I'll have to come out to that one. I don't think I got anything else going on Friday. So, yeah, I want to check out Simeon. Excellent. Well, we're wrapping up the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 299. Thank you for sticking around all the way up to this point. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player, FM, Podvine, and slcpunkcast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram at absolve.hc, at apple-sized olive project, at the baboon show official, at 65 underscore rats, at musica polidele, at anti-flag, at takers underscore n underscore users, at Simeon underscore SLC, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? My Instagram is scaryuncle underscore Eric, E-R-I-C, at underscore SLC. Uh, my band, my, the socials for my band Anonymous are on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and Facebook anonymous SLC. And the apathetics, respectively, Instagram is theapathetics.slc, and Facebook, The Apathetics. You can find us both on Bandcamp at anonymousslc and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. My other podcast, Lead Melodies, is on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. You can stream it on Spotify and anchor.fm. And you should follow the SLC Hardcore page. Like I said, I've been pretty absent this last week and as far as uh, posting goes, but I'm going to get back on it this week to, uh, to remind you all of the happenings that will be going on show-wise this upcoming few days. Awesome. God. Well, the bands are found on and Facebook. Breathe, breathe people. <laughs> <Yeah>. Breathe. <laughs> bands are found on Facebook at Apple Sized Olive Project, at The Baboon Show, at Root 65 Rats, at musica.poludele, and that again is M U Z I K A P O U, sorry, P O L U D E L I H. Uh, Mr. X is at mx.band.69. Anti flag at anti.flag.official. At takers and users, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you again for tuning in to this one with us. Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap up show? Well, I guess. Uh we, we had a lot of thoughts throughout the show, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we, we did. I guess to sort of uh, round it up in a nice little package is just, to, is just to remind everybody that you're not defined by your nationality, your sexual, orient, your sexual orientation, your gender, your race, even or, or whatever spiritual practice you have. That doesn't define you. It sort of like uh, gives, uh, it gives an idea of you. Right. But it is not your whole personality. If you base your personality entirely off of the things that you follow, then you don't have a personality. You're not a person. You're a clone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just uh, watch what you stand for and be careful of how much it takes you over. You know? Me personally, I cherry pick. <laughs> you know, I like agree with certain instances of different extremes and different medians and... I'm like, okay, I agree with that, but I don't agree with that. Right. I don't subscribe to any one religion or any one political party or whatever because no matter what, I'm always going to disagree with something they say. I believe in me. You sound like you should join the political party I'm going to start, and it's called the political party of free thought. 
Yeah. Free thought. <laughs> yeah. Free to think however you want. Yeah. And free to make up your own mind and not have to subscribe. Just because you like a little bit of something, you have to subscribe to its entirety. Yep. We have little pamphlets. You just open it up and it <laughs> says, don't be a dickhead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's me. That's my slogan. That's the, <laughs> that is the slogan by which I live. And you should too. Don't be a dickhead. Play the fucking outro.